Good morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'm your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We got Purim coming up. One week from today will be, uh, it'll be Shushan Purim, right? Yeah. Because we got the Monday fast, Tanis Esther. We got the Tuesday Purim day. We got the Wednesday Shushan Purim. Gotta say, exciting times ahead here, um, certainly at the network, here certainly in the world, here certainly in the Jewish world. I mean, nothing better. Honestly, nothing better than the month of March. Nothing better when Perm is in the air and uh, exciting times ahead. Nothing better because uh, the weather's turning a bit, right? We got some 50s this past week, Monday, Tuesday. Today, we got a high of 53 and sunny, it looks like. Tomorrow, 52 and sunny. All right, Friday, we'll see what happens. Shabbos, Sunday, nice. Monday, I mean, did winter really pass us by? My dream come true. Did winter really pass us by? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, you know what I'm all about here. You know, I... uh, I like the happiness, I like the positivity, and and there's something about, I mean, I always tell you about when the weather changes that people are uh, into it a bit. I always tell you that, you know, I like all that stuff, I like the positivity. There's there's something funny about, um, actually nothing funny, I should say, there's just, uh, I like the inspirational stuff, I like the motivational stuff, you know, when I play it kind of towards the new year and whatnot, and I'd love to play more. Um, but I try to keep it, you know, more music and interview based to show. But where was I getting at with this? There's uh, I have a WhatsApp group that I'm in. And, and for whatever reason, some of the shtick involved in it is that every morning I just throw some sort of inspirational quote, inspirational meme. I usually just find it on Instagram, find it online, whatever it is. And it's kind of um, funny the way that just happened. But I must say that, like, it's something that I enjoy. It's something that, like, you know. I gotta at least find an inspirational quote every morning. Um, and the one that I just sent one of one of these weeks, just to give you like a taste of what it is. Once I when I gave, um, I want to say it was Tuesday morning. We cannot change the direction of the wind, but remember that we can change. We can always adjust our sails. You know, good morning. And it's just like uh, it's become a shtick that that I like because I get a because I get a you know read inspirational quotes every morning i think it's a great way to start the morning with some positivity with some great thoughts and i think adar is also just you know something like that it's it's you know obviously we have the mission and it's just at least you know i i say march but it's really adar and march and adar are usually associated together because they usually fall out around the same time but i love it that's why i love this month because i think people are generally happier uh, especially when honestly honest to god honestly when when the weather changes like this it, it certainly helps um and it's just it's just great times. It's great times in the uh, in the not in the secular world, right? But it's also great times in the Jewish world because people are happier. People are all more excited. Perm's coming up. All right, so Pesach's in, the, in their rear view mirror and maybe closer than it may seem, right? But nonetheless, um, we have an exciting you know week or two ahead of us, and that's something that um, people are smiling about. People are happy about. So, do want to. Uh, both acknowledge perm coming up and you'll you'll hear it in our show we're going to do a lot of perm music some regular stuff but a lot of perm music because i love an excuse to um both adjust out my music playlist and also play songs that i you know i like pure music i like hanukkah music when we do it i like acapella music when we do it so uh 
is really a best of both worlds, and I like the regular music we play. So, so all in all, it, it all works out. But when I could switch it up a bit, I enjoy it. So we're going to play um, a lot of Jewish music, a lot of Purim music, I should say, um, this episode. And we also have an interview with Joanna Shepson. She is joined um, by a really cool organization, Marla Gamerin from Skilled Volunteers for Israel. Uh, Joanna usually has some sort of touristy, you know, activity-based things to do in Israel. This one is an activity, but it's about volunteering. So it's not necessarily touring. It's about volunteering. And she constantly, she does that. She gets these requests, and it's a good opportunity here to, to really showcase one of the uh, one of the volunteering organizations. So it's Marla Gamerin, again, from Skilled Volunteers for Israel, um, a really cool organization. So that'll be at 10 a.m. Again, otherwise, great Jewish music, great Purim music. But we start things off with one song only here on on uh, Wednesdays here on Bite Size, and that's Mahabech Hashel Simchan. This Wednesday on Bite Size, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני תשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים Let me see you move 
איזה חמודים אתם. אז ילדים, בואו נעשה שמח! מי ש, מי ש, מי שנכנס עדר, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים לשמחה. מי ש, מי ש, מי שנכנס עדר, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים לשמחה. מי שנכנס עדר, מרבים לשמחה. מי שנכנס עדר, מרבים לשמחה. Come on, come on. 
שמחה וששון ויקר, ליהודים הייתה הוראה ושמחה, הוראה ושמחה וששון ויקר. שושנת יעקב צהלה ושמחה, מירותם יחד חלת מותיכי. שושנת יעקב צהלה ושמחה, מירותם יחד חלת מותיכי. תשועתם הייתה לנצח ותקוותם, בכל דור ודור ברוך מותיכי היהודי, ברוך מותיכי היהודי ושמחה וששון ויקר, ליהודים ליהודים הייתה אורה, אורה ושמחה וששון ויקר. כן, תהיה לנו אורה ושמחה וששון ויקר. כן, תהיה לנו אורה ושמחה וששון ויקר. כן, כן, כן תהיה. כן, תהיה לנו אורה ושמחה וששון ויקר. כן, כן, כן תהיה. ליהודים ליהודים הייתה אורה ושמחה וששון ויקר 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 אל אושר קטן, אל אותו שיר ישן, 
שעובר אצלנו במשך דורות. מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות. רסיסים של כוונה, עיגולים של אמונה. מתנות קטנות, משהוא שלח לי מתנות קטנות. כמו הכוח לקבל את מה ש... Hakori, 
שעשית לאבותינו, בימים ההם בזמן הזה.
אשר ישלטו היהודים, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אימו בסייניהם, ונפח ונפחו, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אשר ישלטו היהודים, אימו בסייניהם, ונפח ונפחו, אשר ישלטו
that was the uh, Kinderlach Purim medley from 2014 as we get ready here for hour number two on Bite Size. And that means it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Marla Gamerin, the executive director at Skilled Volunteers for Israel. Uh, coming up right here, right now, skilledvolunteersisrael.org if you want to check it out. Otherwise, uh, check out this interview right here, right now from Joanna on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today, we normally discuss different tourist activities, but actually, a request we get very often is, how can I come to Israel and volunteer? Sometimes families want to volunteer with their kids, and sometimes older people are looking to volunteer more long-term and come out for a couple months. So today, we're going to talk to Marla Gamerin. Hi, Marla. How are you? Hi, hi, Joanna. I'm great. So tell us a little bit about your organization, Skilled Volunteers for Israel. So Skilled Volunteers for Israel started up in 2011 with the goal of really reaching out to um, active retirees or older Jewish adults who have deep and emotional connections to Israel and want to come and do something to help the country to contribute, to feel part of the fabric of Israeli society. And no one else was really targeting that group. There's so many amazing volunteer programs for young adults, but the older adult market was pretty quiet. So that's interesting. And and many of these older adults are very talented. So how are you taking their talents and making, you know, giving them an opportunity here in Israel? So that really was the platform that we began with. Um, The idea was to match experience and interests and goals with a meaningful volunteer experience in Israel. And we've really evolved into three tracks for volunteering. One is an education track. So people who are teachers, but not only teachers, have the opportunity to work with Israeli middle and high school students in Israeli schools primarily in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv area. And we work with English coordinators and they help to match our volunteers with a tutoring opportunity, working one-on-one or one-on-very small groups with Israeli kids. And we know how important this is because English is such a critical skill for Israeli kids. So that's our education track and that runs pretty much from after the the high holidays until about Passover. Mm-hmm. And people have to come for about a month to do that. We, a little longer would be great, but a month's commitment. And if they're commi- coming in for the, for the month, is the commitment all day? Is it part-time? So Israeli schools, first of all, don't run all day, as, as those of us who know Israel know. But they're usually working four hours a day, three to four days a week. That's a typical commitment time. Then we have um, a very hands-on Uh, track that we call Caring for Community, where we take people who are interested in very human interaction kind of volunteering and place them in um, opportunities to work with seniors or to work with people with other special needs or other vulnerable populations. And we do a really good job, especially in Jerusalem, with finding those kind of opportunities in English-speaking settings. So I think actually it's important, you'll mention the third track in a minute, but it's important to mention it's not that you take these volunteers and just plop them in the situation and walk away. You have created a very organized program to guide them. Totally. And we have staff here in Jerusalem. My my um, volunteer coordinator in Jerusalem, Terry Hendon, is 44 plus years in the city and probably knows it as well as anyone. And she 
after we do a nice thorough screening process for each volunteer where we interview, check references, do a criminal background check, make sure medically that people are are um, healthy enough to come and volunteer, then Terry will um, personally design a volunteer placement and schedule, prepare the individuals, orient them, and even accompany them on public transportation their first day to introduce them to the setting. Oh, that's wonderful. And then what's your third track? And then our third track is our highly customized um, Israeli civil society track where when we have individuals who have specialized skills that are of value to Israeli nonprofits, we basically build a project that matches those skills to the um, to the volu- to the volunteer setting. And so just a, a an example we had a woman who was a PhD in education and had a career full of experience working um, on educational technology, educational policy, and working with students with disabilities. And we connected her to a nonprofit where she was able to um, help that nonprofit strategize how they were going to be integrating technology into their informal curriculum. Oh, fabulous. One example. Fantastic. And they're still in touch several years later. I doubt that it just ends up being a one-month. They they stay in contact. Often. Often. We don't promise that. (laughs) um, But when the relationships happen, it's it's an amazing um, place for people to feel they've really... Connected, And one thing I want to add is one of our, I think, our unique qualities is that we're not integrating people into tourist volunteer settings. We're integrating them into Israeli settings that are primarily serving Israelis, where they might be volunteering with next to Israeli volunteers, Israeli staff. So that is a unique value that we bring to this to this work. For sure. It sounds very exciting. So can you give us a description of your typical volunteer? Where are they coming from? How old are they? Sure. So I would say our typical volunteer is 60 or in their 60s or 70s. Um, 60% of our volunteers are women. Um, they're coming from mostly from North America, and um, we serve volunteers from I think like 30 states and several Canadian cities as well as other English-speaking countries. Um, They're usually people who've been to Israel several times, um, often just as a tourist on some kind of an organized tour, and this is their opportunity to come and do something for the country. And our people have to be sort of independent and self-starters. So we get you started and we check in with you, but you're kind of living and working independently while you're here for those four to six weeks. So I guess the the important question is, how are you able to fund this great project? Wow, that's always a good question. <laughs> and always a question. We are a 501c3 nonprofit in the U.S., Um, Our volunteers are paying for all of their own expenses. So they're paying their travel, their living expenses, and their housing. And they do pay a fee to us as well um, for us to provide that support, um, um, getting them placed and and oriented, and for us to continue to nurture our network of Israeli partners. Fantastic. And what got you started in this? Like, what's your background? So I am a long-time Israel lover. I 
tried to make Aliyah in my 20s and met the man I ended up marrying at a reform summer camp on my way to um, to Israel on Aliyah and ended up returning back. Well, There's still time. You can yeah. always retire here. Um, but over the years, my connection to Israel has only grown. And um, when I retired... I thought, wouldn't it be great to spend some time volunteering here every year? We we own an apartment in Jerusalem, so I, I have a home here. And um, I learned there were very few opportunities organized for people to come volunteer. And my network would have accommodated me to volunteer, but I thought my volunteer job will now be to help others have this amazing and meaningful experience. That's fantastic. And how receptive were the local nonprofits or the school systems to accept your volunteers? So I would say we have found over the years a lot of receptivity. Um, I would say Jerusalem is unique in that there's such um, a robust community of former English-speaking um, leadership they understand the people we're bringing in. They value them and have been really open. But we're selective. We don't work with any organization. So an organization that says, um, it'll be okay when they get here, we'll figure out what they're going to do. That's not our target <laughs> nonprofit. We want to work with organizations that will plan um, in advance with us and prepare the ground for volunteers before they arrive. It's so important, especially since your volunteers are skilled and are coming with certain talents that you really want to, it's not just about packing food, which is also an important volunteer activity, but it's a different level. Exactly. We want, we want people, they're, they're coming, it's long-term volunteering in that it's not a day volunteer, but they're only here for a month usually. We want them to hit the ground running and really immediately be able to start, um, start work. It's also a nice way for them to start to feel part of the society here. So if they wanted to come, you know, as a tester for the summer for two months, and then they really get the feel of living here. Well, we have had some people make Aliyah yeah. after volunteering, as you can imagine. The side benefit. It's, it's called side effects exactly, of skilled volunteering. It is. And the, other, and the other thing is that our volunteers, they've shared with us that Israelis relate to them differently because they're here volunteering. So... Often they're doing something or in some kind of setting that maybe the guy in the co- um, the coffee shop didn't even know that such work is going on in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv, and this is a conversation opener and a way to extend um, that connectivity between Jews from abroad and Israelis. That's wonderful. I really love what you're doing. And for any of those listeners out there who are interested in finding out more, you can go to skillvolunteerisrael.org or you can send Marla or Terry an email through skilledvolunteers at funinjerusalem.com. We're going to put up a blog post with all the information and some giving people some ideas of the types of places that they can volunteer. So thank you so much for meeting with us. I know I caught you on your one day as you're headed back to the U.S., but we really, for those of us who are living here, we really appreciate the work you're doing and, and bringing, bringing people from the U.S. to Israel in a really meaningful way. Thank you so much, Joanna. It's a pleasure. All right. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna. And thank you, Marla Gammer. And again, the executive director of Skilled Volunteers for Israel. Check them out, skilledvolunteersisrael.org. And for Joanna, funinjerusalem.com, funinjerusalem on Facebook, funinjerusalem on Instagram to contact her about all the wonderful things going on in the land of Israel. We have more great music, more perm music coming up here 
Uh, and we'll start things off here with music with uh, Purim Chagiga from both the Kinderlach and Uziat Sadok right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Single Network.
You see, what are we doing about the Purim? Well, I don't know, Yaakov. Oh, look, here comes Chazin. Let's ask him now. Chazin, what are we doing about Purim? Purim, well, it just so happens that Lenny wrote this great new song, and I'm singing it. You're singing it? That's not how it goes. That's not the one. We have a different song about Purim, and this is it. Let's go save the Jews, oh Esther, let's go save the Jews, oh Mordecai, let's go save the Jews, Let's go save the Jews, oh Esther, let's go save the Jews, oh Mordecai, let's go save the Jews, Plots to kill the Jews. He makes the 13th of Adar the day when all the Jews will die. Esther and Mordechai decide the Jews must fast for three days. Esther goes to see King Achashverosh without an appointment. Esther invites King Achashverosh to a party with Haman attending. Meanwhile, Haman makes a 50-foot tree intended for Mordechai. Party, Esther invites Achashverosh and Haman to a second party. This time, Esther tells Achashverosh of a plot to kill her people. Achashverosh asks, Who is this wicked person who wants to kill the Jews? Esther answers, It is Haman, and he is standing right there. Later, Haman is hung on the same tree meant for Mordechai. Schlockrock sings all about Purim in the song called
Tim Haisa Aira 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 Vissimcha Lai Hu Tim Haisa Aira Aira Vissimcha Vissa Sindika Lai Hu Tim Haisa Aira 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 Vissimcha Lai Hu Tim Haisa Aira Aira Vissimcha Vissa Sindika Lai Hu Tim Haisa Aira
אשר ברא, ששון ושמחה, חתן וחלה, גילה רינה, דיסה וחדמה, אהבה ואחווה ושלום ורעות. Feel the love tonight, tonight Is the evening bring The world for us In perfect harmony With all its living colors Yeah, he's a little 
It's a 2019 uh, Purim mix. Avi Dror featuring uh, Nimuel and Ellie Herzl. You can actually find that on YouTube. As we wrap things up here on another wonderful two-hour episode of Bite Size, thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me. Coming up next is Wednesday's live launch with Avrami Finkelstein. 
Again, thank you all for tuning in. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day. And the next time I speak to you, I hope you have a great fast on Monday and a happy Freilich and Purim. And I'd like to remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size.